Okay, it's time to talk sales. We have Steve Noodleberg, author, speaker, expert sales trainer, and successful entrepreneur. He's the founder of On The Ball Marketing, a business development resource. Uh, they specialize in all things sales, and we're gonna be talking about a variety of topics today that are relevant to any business owner, any business leader, any sales professional, any marketing professional, because today more than ever, you need to sell to be successful. So, are you ready? Let's get rolling. So Steve, uh, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? What, what got you from, uh, from where you started to starting On The Ball Ventures? So I am a career connector. Uh, it's part of my DNA. I've always been able to put people together. And one of the common denominators being in business is if you can put people together that wouldn't normally be together, that usually is a good sign for new business. So I, I love people. I love building. And so for me, um, the connection between athletes, which I built a real relationship network with athletes through my cellular phone business, all of a sudden matched that to other corporations that I knew. Boom, we had a business and we called it on the ball, not because of sports, but because most of the people that worked with me said, man, thank you for being on the ball. And I said, that would make a great name for a company. So boom, 27 years later, here we are on the ball ventures. A few months ago, I was able to get through your your book, Confessions uh, of a Serial Salesman, and it was awesome. It made me wonder, though, like how has sales shifted? How has sales changed? And is it, I mean, do you need to come out with another version of your book after this COVID situation? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, people asked me throughout my career, like, how do you stay so successful? How are you on the front edge of things? And I'm a small incremental changes make huge um, gains, very much like football. You're an athlete. You got to do the reps. You got to do the work. So the book is really my process of how I deal with the, the profession that delivers the most rejection of anything else. So it's what you eat. It's what you think. It's what you say. All of those ingredients done consistently over a period of time. So my book confessions are, this is how I remain successful. To your point, the sales game has continued to change. People obviously know about the industrial revolution or the technology revolution. I think there's a sales revolution that's happening that people are no longer going to buy transactionally. They want to be doing business with people they know, like, and trust. And the tools um, are, are there to do that, to maintain and create relationships at scale and so modernizing your sales approach, modernizing your sales uh, process is really key to develop major relationships would turn out to be phenomenal business. And it's never been more fun. Is, do you find that there's a specific trait or skill that um, maybe goes underdeveloped by sales managers? The divorce rate in the, in the country is off the chart. People are not taught how to create and manage good relationships. They focus all of the mind on themselves. And most divorces are because, well, my partner did this, you know, it's, it's the reality is, is that if you are genuine and authentic about what you do and you talk to enough people, you know, that are quality people, the right things will take care of themselves. So I think the one, the number one thing that sales leadership is going to get the need to get their arms around is the metrics 
on how they measure activity. Right now it's cold calls and cold emails. And I think it's uh, quality conversations, taking you know uh, contacts and it's, we call it C to C, contacts to conversations. If you do that on a, with a steady diet, you will absolutely grow your business. So it's a mindset shift. We need to train people on patience, on genuine authentic. Hey, listen, not everybody's a fit. And I use that. One of the rules in my book is, you know, I only visit with people. There's no appointments. I find out if there's a fit and I'm right up front with them and say, hey, listen, Sam, there might not be a fit. That doesn't mean we can't be friends. We both like football. We both like, you know, wine, whatever. We can be friends. It doesn't mean we have to do business. The pressure to force feed prospects, you know, business is, I think, what the downfall of the old system and certainly encouraging about the new system. Interesting you say that because I think also there's so much technology now that, you know, people are using, but not necessarily mastering. It feels feels like at times the sales process has gotten longer because there's these manufactured steps to different tools. You know, I got to send you an email. You got to send me a DocuSign. I got to send you a Zoom link. You got to send me this. It all these like little steps that, I mean, all this technology is supposed to accelerate things. Sometimes it gets in the way, right? Well, we've been teaching people um, for almost two plus years to use Zoom. And the first step in the sales process is a virtual coffee. So this environment is not new to us. Hey, let's just do this because, and here's the overriding question, Sam. You know, and you and I are doing some great things together. If you and I didn't like each other, the deal is dead, period. It's over. And I ask people all the time, when was the last time you made a purchase from someone you didn't like? And that answer is never. So when we grew up, our parents said life is not a popularity contest. Baloney. <laughs> it's exactly a popularity contest because the more people that know you, the more people can consider your services. And then ultimately that consideration leads to decision. And so we've turned the funnel upside down. It's an awareness game. People need to know who you are, need to know what you do before you try and jam a sale down their throat especially right now where people are now going more remote, looking at it from a different angle, like the relationship between a sales manager and their sales force is also an area that's strained. I mean, what, what, what type of guidance are you giving to sales managers, sales leaders that are um, trying to keep everybody together while not being in person with each other? Part of it is the people that you're hiring. If you're hiring people that need you to babysit them, you have the wrong people. We do a good job of, of what are the characteristics of the person we want. We want them to be self-motivated. We want them to be the CEO of their own life, you know, make decisions based on, you know, good things for themselves. And then we'll help them build their own business within our, the business that we're in. And so no matter what category, if you have 50 entrepreneurs running around there that feel like they're part of the company, are incented to build their own business instead of getting beat up every day. Um, you know, I think that the results have been different. We arm people with the right tools. We arm people with the right ed education. And here's the key, the right expectation too. I don't expect new salespeople to jump on board and in the first week make a sale. I want people to build pipeline. Healthy pipeline leads to tremendous revenue uh, results and I can predict that 
most salespeople are sitting there, wow, if I just got that one, or, you know, this one's going to come in this month. And I'm like, hey, Johnny, you've been saying that for four months. When are you going to realize it's not coming in? <laughs> you know, so, right. you know, we're not dependent on somebody pulling the trigger to buy. We are pushing and getting into relationships where people understand what we do, who we do it with, and what the value proposition is. And so most of it is front-ended. That's where the work is, not back-ended, looking for that serious close. You know, it's unfortunate right now, too, that, you know, a lot of companies are using COVID-19 as sort of air cover to just either pull back, not do anything, and it's yeah. become it's become an easy out in, in some ways. Sometimes it's true, but sometimes it's not. What, what advice do you have for salespeople that are trying to figure out like, when do we, you know, at some point we got to try to, you know, get people moving forward again. What do you say to, to teams that are trying to figure out how hard to push? At the beginning of this whole thing, my entire inbox and social media was, hey, what do we do? This is crazy. We've never seen it before. What do we do? So I posted a video that said, if you are questioning in your mind whether you should be prospecting through this, the answer is hell yes. You know why? Because you have unprecedented access to decision makers who are using this time to listen, learn, engage in new dialogue. So the ones who run away are going to get run over. They're done. They're never going to be able to recoup. The ones who stayed relevant, who kept doing what they're doing, planted seeds in their garden. And you and I were talking about this earlier. I think September, I think fourth quarter is going to be unbelievable. Number one is because what you believe can actually happen. And number two is there's such pent up demand that if you're positioned right, you'll be there similar to a garden. You got to water it, nurture it. And then boom, all of a sudden you've got plants uh, it's no different here. New innovation and new companies were born during every situation, whether it be 9-11 or a hurricane or whatever, you know, recessions and depressions. Companies come out of that with renewed interest, renewed vigor. I think the sales uh, world, the sales population got lazy. You know, just picking up the phone and cold calling is lazy. It takes time and effort and commitment to really build a relationship, not knowing what's on the other side. And if you're willing to do that, your life will have riches far beyond what the money is. New ways to teach people are part of this revolution. And you, my friend, I think are uniquely poised to take advantage of that. Sure, thank you. And one of the things that, that's, that just hit me is that, you know, you're, you're like your strategy, your philosophy, the way you approach things is so, is so centered around relationship. And in, in, all, in all honesty, as you look around a lot leading up to today in the last few years, it's just the world's been full of uh, sales books that are tricks of the trade. Right. <laughs> these, these like shortcut in me and you have a mutual relationship in coach Mark Guandolo who coached me. Oh, I love him. Love him. And, yeah. you know, he always used to say like, do the little things. And at the time when I was young, I didn't really, told, I just understood that meant, you know, make sure my shirt was tucked in. But now more than ever, I know what that means. And your focus on relationships and being likable, being critical to, to relationships. Uh, I think that's, that's super timely right now for uh, so, anybody. You know, the, the world was transactional. It's flipped to relational and relationships never leave. I have relationships from 40 years ago. I did the right thing the first time 
And if someone didn't buy from me at that particular time of my life, I wasn't going to jam it down their throat because somebody, one of my partners said, hey, we got to hit a number. I said, I'm, listen, if we don't do it, it ain't because we didn't try. This is how we're going to build this company. I want to build it one time and build it right. And I've been fortunate to have some exits and things that worked because that's the role that we took early on that I just wanted to be one of the choices that someone had. And now when it comes to sales, you know, we've created real thought leadership, but stuff's coming out of the woodworks from years ago. Hey, I haven't spoken to you in 10 years, but I see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I'm open to a conversation about new stuff, new tools, new what's it's all new. And if you don't know, you can't go. That's all this is, is really an education, staying on the front edge of it, staying relevant and just doing enough of it. And you know, man, if you were playing quarterback, you couldn't throw the ball once and say, okay, I'm ready for the game. You were repping all week long. <laughs> yeah. And I was a long snapper, so I was definitely repping. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's, that's a cool spot. Dave, this is great, man. If uh, Any recommendations for if anybody's listening, uh, where they can follow up with you? Yeah, so I'm pretty active on social. Um, the last name is Noodleberg, so you're not going to run into a lot of them other than my son who spent 10 years in college football and is now president and really driving the company. So Noodleberg, N-U-D-E-L-B-E-R-G, will pop up on all social media channels. We do a daily huddle every morning live across all the channels, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. So we're visible. Um, I and my son both answer all of our own inquiries when somebody reaches out to us, although we have a team of people, and you know Shay who works with me, I do the responding. I'm the one that gets engaged, and that's how you build a big business is by, uh, you know, uh, drinking the Kool-Aid yourself. It's great, Steve. Thanks for, uh, thanks for spending some time together. You're awesome, man. I'm really excited of what you're doing, and uh, keep on pushing forward. That was Steve Nielberg. Every time I talk to Steve, I pull something out of it. And if you haven't already, you should head over to Amazon and pick up Steve's book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Uh, make that one of your next reads. That's all we got for this episode of Bring It In. Now, back to work.